0: Welcome everyone to the sixth edition of the hunkered down podcast. My name is Brennan Kerner alongside Lance McCurley my co-host Based out of Athens, Georgia where the number one team in the nation is located They destroyed the bye week last week and we've got the University of Florida Gators coming to Jacksonville and Lance, this is a very big game for uh, the Bulldogs. This is the only game um, everybody's kind of predicting that they'll, they might struggle with. They are the clear-cut, dominant number one team in the nation right now. But what are your uh, first like kind of overall thoughts on the game?
1: Well, this, uh, for the first time in a long time, is not a uh, top 10 matchup. I think, top 25 matchup, I think, uh, for 10 years or so. I can't really remember. But it's a huge, important game for both programs. Uh, obviously, Georgia's the best team in the country there's no doubt about that. But also I think that Florida has a chance to beat Georgia. We'll elaborate that, uh, uh, later on. But I mean, they essentially have nothing to lose. Their season's over with They're four and three. They're kind of, uh, Florida fans are kind of, uh, calling for, um, either the defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham's job or even Mullins job. But, uh, my thing is who else are they going to hire? Um, Either way, we'll get into that later, but uh, we got a quarterback situation to answer for both teams. going to be interesting we'll talk about it as well.
0: Yeah, and I think we should probably jump right into that quarterback situation, especially for the Bulldogs. It's such an intriguing one. Stetson Bennett has been, uh, he's had the reins for most of the season after JT Daniels has been battling some issues with injury, uh, but you know, the stats are oddly comparable, even though Stetson has played a lot more games. You know, Stetson is 15 for 82, almost 1,000 yards, and JT Daniels is 54 for 71, almost 600 yards. So, you know, it's it's, it's pretty intriguing. Everybody knows that Stetson's more of a game-managing quarterback. JT Daniels is a lot more of a deep-threat quarterback. And with guys like Arian Smith coming back this week, who knows what, uh, you know, uh, Kirby Smart's uh, thinking about doing.
1: Well, uh, even both, even Dan Mullen, um, talk about that, uh, LSU loss that Florida had two weeks ago in that shootout. That was really the first time that Mullen's, uh, benched Emory Jones. And I think, uh, AR 15, Anthony Richardson came in and threw four touchdowns. So who really knows, um, what's going to happen in this game, both, uh, smart and Mullen have been playing kind of coy this week, close to the vest, um, my thing is, I think that Mullen's going to end up starting uh, Emory Jones. But on the flip side, I have a source that told me today that he thinks that JT Daniels is going to start. Now, we've heard all week that Daniels uh, has been uh, throwing more and more, um, especially over the off week. He, was, he threw about 50, 60 times uh, up to you know, 40, 50, 40, 50 yards downfield in practice. Media got to see practice on uh, Monday. I didn't get to go because I had another prior commitment But I was at that press conference on uh, Monday and Kirby was not happy when uh, he was asked about the quarterback situation. And, you know, pretty much granted, but either way, um, you know, it's really interesting. Stetson has come in and I think he's completed 60% of his passes, 70% of his passes, I think more so. And uh, he's thrown a bunch of touchdowns and he's shown that he can air the ball out, but he's also shown that he, uh, He's vastly improved from last year. I think that JT uh, Daniels has a higher ceiling, but I also think that Stetson has raised his ceiling this year. So those are my kind of
0: thoughts on that. And not to mention, I really do think that this is a big part of his game that's been overlooked. Stetson can run the ball. He's he's kind of quick. He's very elusive out there on the field. He has 19 carries for 148 yards and is averaging the uh, – most per carry on the Georgia Bulldog team out of all these you know, star-studded running backs that they have. And you, know, th- you don't have that with JT Daniels' mobility. That just gets replaced with you know, stronger arm, maybe more accurate arm, deeper balls downfield, more offensive opportunities to throw the ball. But you know, that is something to keep in the back of the minds of the Georgia fans is you know, if you want a true dual-threat quarterback, even though Stetson may not have the height or the prowess, He does have the legs, and he can get moving if a feisty Florida defense wants to get in there in Jacksonville on Saturday and mix things up. Man, it's
1: going to be really interesting to see if uh, Stetson Bennett uh, gets into the game or even starts. And let's say facing like a third and four. Of course, uh, Todd Grantham is known for third in Grantham. And uh, Stetson takes off for a first down 20-yard gain. God, that would be absolutely hilarious. But um, my biggest thing is, Brendan, do you think that what is, what is Florida's game plan coming into this game? Because they ran the ball effectively against uh, Alabama, but are they going to be able to run the ball? And are they just going to throw the kitchen sink at Georgia offensively in the first half? And then if that doesn't work, they're going to have to like pass more in the second half? That's my big question.
0: Well, I think that they're going to fall into a big, deep hole early because they will not be able to establish the, the run game. If you look at their team all season, you can look at they don't have a rusher that has rushed for over 300 yards in seven games yet. Both of their quarterbacks have done that, the ones that they've played. And you know, you know, AR 15 may not even um, hadn't even played all the games, and he still has more yards in their their rush attack. I do not think that this is a team that can rely on the arms of either quarterback. I mean, Emory Jones has shown to be inconsistent, and I don't think AR 15 has been improved enough. Um, and we haven't seen him in enough, uh, you know, games, but I do think that their game plan offensively will all come from the line of scrimmage, which and unfortunately for them, I think Georgia dominates both. Um, I definitely think Georgia's defensive line will dominate their offensive line a lot more than, you know, their defensive line will dominate ours, but I do think that defensively, You're going to see a lot of pressure on either quarterback because either you're exploiting JT Daniels for being out for, you know, three to four weeks, or you're trying to, you know, break Stetson Bennett and try try to remind him of, you know, the Gators won last year when he, you know, played a half and didn't play, you know, too terribly well and got hurt later in the third quarter. So I don't know. It's an interesting game.
1: I think so, too. Well, hey, let's kind of flip the script. We did this against Auburn. Let's give our, uh, top five Georgia, Florida games. Um, I think the way that we drew it up, uh, here, if you're listening is, uh, I've got three games and Brendan's got two. So I'll, I'll go ahead. And this is, uh, five of the games, not that we've attended. We're, we're pretty young. I'm 26. I'm so Brendan. What are, what are you? 21,
0: 22, 21 about to turn 22 in a month.
1: You're almost there. Well, you know, all of these games have been within our lifetime. I know there's plenty of Georgia, Florida games, uh, in what Georgia calls 126 years of this meeting. Florida calls 125. There's some discrepancies about a game early in the 1900s. It really, really doesn't matter. But I'll go ahead as number one. I was two years old, and uh, it was the only time that Georgia beat Florida in the 90s. It was in 1997. Uh, Georgia was huge underdogs in that game. And uh, number 14, Georgia pulled off. A 37-17 victory over the Gators. Um, that was, of course, the, you know, when Spurrier was there. Kirby had – Kirby Smart uh, played in that game, had a huge interception. Uh, I asked him about that Monday. He didn't really give me much on that. Uh, I was down uh, – I remember where I was. I was in fifth grade that day, and uh, we were actually down here in Lake Oconee watching that game at a friend's house. But I'll go ahead. I will say uh, 2004 uh, was the next time – and, uh, and the time before, uh, that two 2007 game, I'm talking about when Georgia beat Florida, they beat them 97, 2004. And the next time was 2007. I'm talking about this 2004 game when the dogs won 34 or the dogs won 31, 24 in that game. David green had three touchdowns, um, through the air. He had, he was, uh, 15 to 23 for 255 yards. Um, Danny Ware was a workhorse on the ground, 18 rushes for 103 yards. Thomas Brown, who if anybody doesn't remember, it was probably one of the strongest son of a bitches I've ever seen in my life. At least through videos that guy could like, he was like five, nine 180 pounds, but could squat like 600. He had 60 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Leonard Pope had, the uh, three tu- or three catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, Fred Gibson had a touchdown. One of my favorite Bulldogs of all time uh, had a touchdown catch in that game. And that was, a uh, that was again, the last time that Georgia uh, beat Florida since uh, my last pick, which was 97.
0: All righty. That'll wrap it up for the sixth edition of the Hunker Down Podcast. Bulldogs in Jacksonville on October 30th this weekend, this Saturday, this episode will be uploaded Friday morning, the 29th, as we recorded on the 28th. Peace and love to all the fans. Once again, we really appreciate y'all taking the time out of your days to listen to the boys' podcasts. Peace.